All right, welcome to Electric Skatecast. This is Season 2, Episode 2. Today, we are joined by someone that I'm super excited to chat with uh, over the next hour or so, and that is, uh, yeah, that person on Instagram, or uh, you can call him by his name, Chris. Chris, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. I am really stoked to be on the show, and I'm just just excited to talk with you guys. Yeah, Chris, thanks for talking to us. Yeah, and as always, we're also joined by my co-host at Official Terminal X. Good evening. I'm just I'm just so stoked about this conversation. Uh, I think we got some really fun topics to talk about tonight, and I'm really excited to kind of get to know a little bit more about you, Chris. Um, so I think we're just going to roll right into it um, and kind of start off with some introductions. So that way, uh, our listeners can get to know a little bit more about you as well. So let's start out. Like, what are what are like the top five things that anybody that doesn't know you should know about you um yeah um i am passionate about my community uh i love my community i love building communities um i'm vegan ethically vegan for the animals i try to be a good ally for the lgbtq community um persons of color black indigenous i mean I just I want everybody in the world to feel accepted and included, and um, I try to make an active change in the world just by being that way and um, yeah. being there. You know, absolutely. Um, outside of that, I mean, uh, I love surfing. I love the outdoors. Um, surfing kind of brought me to skating. I love hiking. Yeah, and the Pacific Northwest is just so beautiful for those things. And. Um, I'm a nerdy techy person at heart. I got a computer when I was young, way back in the day, and I've just been obsessed with different technology. And um, yeah, that's pretty much me—a nerdy, geeky, <laughs> vegan <laughs> skater, surfer guy. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a nerdy, ethically minded skater, vegan. Yeah, I think yeah. I could try to sum it up with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think that sums it up pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no, that stuff's all awesome. I especially love that you, you know, you you kind of take a stance for your community, and you know, you're proactive. You don't you don't just believe something. You know, you're taking ethical steps to do that. Super important. Um, and, and you mentioned earlier uh, that when you, when talking about skating, that you got into skating through surfing. Go ahead and kind of kind of play that out and how that connection happened. Because um, I don't that's that's not the first time we've actually heard this origin story from someone in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, I I was born in Toledo, Ohio when I when I was born, and um, then I lived. <laughs> I lived. Yeah, in sorry Florida, about that. Right? <laughs> Were you born at a very young age? <laughs> I was born at a very young age <laughs> in Toledo. Um, no, yeah. So, and then I uh, grew up in Florida since I was about three in Central Florida. I always loved the beach, body surfing, and whatnot. And then, um, as I become of age and got out of the house, I moved over to the East Coast and um, lived in Daytona Beach for about ten years. And I moved there because I wanted to be at the beach every day. And um, I just I surfed almost every day. If there was waves to ride, I was out there. Um, ironically in Florida in the summer when it's the nicest out and the hottest and you really want to be in the water, it's completely flat like a lake. And that's kind of how I started pushing a skateboard. Um, one of my buddies was like, Hey, come on, let's go skate. You know, there's, we have waves in two weeks. I'm like, okay. So we just kind of skated around town, you know, just pushing around. And the, I mean, it's so flat there, man. But, uh, yeah. Uh, hit a couple of skate parks, you know, and, you know, one of them was like your traditional skate park. And then there's one in uh, New Smyrna Beach that was like 
a flow skate park and like you could just get your lines going it was very oh, yeah. like surfy feeling you know you could like getting in those co- those concrete contours and um through the bowls and all this all the things you yeah. could just really feel the the ethos of surf and new smyrna and new smyrna is a really small surfy town so yeah in the summer i just started like nothing fancy just pushing around and then I really needed a change in my life and, you know, more career opportunities. And I was looking in Seattle and got a pretty decent um, opportunity out here and decided to move out here. Uh, my wife, my cats and I, we just moved out here to Seattle, technically Redmond, the home of Microsoft. And um, when I did it, I, you know, I was kind of thinking I was crazy. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I going to move this far away from all of my family? And, um, so far away from like the ocean. I mean, I'm about an hour and a half. I could probably make it there in two hours if there's no traffic, but it's also 54 degrees right now in the, in the water. Um, right. And much, much cooler climate. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, in Florida, like I would hate wearing a wetsuit. I would be the last person to put one on and the first one to take yeah. it off. And it was like a thin wetsuit. But when I moved here, I was going surfing once, two times a month, thick wetsuit, driving out to Westport and braving the frigid waters. And then um, I saw somebody scoot by on a boosted board in Redmond one day, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's when it started. That's when it started. A week later, I had a spreadsheet of every board out there and all the different oh, specs. And I'm like, man, awesome. mm, I could get this Evolve, or I could get this boosted, or at the point yeah. at that time, it was like, or the Raptor. And I was like, okay, the Raptor's not shipping. The boosted is shipping. The Evolve, eh, it's they're saying it's slow, and I'm seeing different things. I'm seeing a lot of good stuff from Boosted, so um, I ordered a Boosted, and um, yeah, it's been on ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Rest is history, as they say. Pretty much. Yeah, and and one of the things that uh, is, is pretty cool about you is you kind of organically, it seems like from your Instagram, you kind of organically got into like Boosted as an ambassador, just kind of posting pictures constantly like oh rode my boosted to get lunch went and did this on my boosted went and did this on my boosted <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was like a, a a switch to all of a sudden there was like hey you guys should all get boosted this is why um, yeah. can you can you talk about that a little bit well you know i've been riding a little bit i got the board uh i started just being really inspired like you know seeing the videos of like myc um chicago and la and like the big crews riding and that's something that I really missed. Like when I moved here, I moved away from everybody that I know. And, yeah. you know, I had done different things. I had played, you know, this this massive online role-playing game, augmented reality game called Ingress in Florida. And like, Oh, I remember Ingress. Yo, yeah. dude, I wow. played that so hardcore. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. For like, oh, dude, like three or four years of my life, me and the R386 crew, like we were dominated. <laughs> we won every deep like, in it. Yeah, we were undefeated. Yeah. And once you're going undefeated like that, like it didn't matter, dude. Somebody would be like hitting me on my phone at four yeah. in the morning, like, bro, we got to make this cycle. And I'm like, oh shit, I jump out in the car and I'm running out. Like, I mean, if you don't know the Ingress thing, it's totally different. But I mean, I would drive counties to do this. I mean, we would throw, like I was yeah. part of these big field teams. So I had such a big community in that. And when I moved here, the community felt different to me than it was in Florida. Maybe it was just that I knew everybody so well. Um, yeah. I felt like a fish out of water, like up here. Like it's a really like 
a wealthy place. <laughs> Everybody who drives yeah. Tesla's median income is like, you know, yeah. 150, 200,000 dollars. When I left Daytona Beach, bro, the median income there was twenty five thousand dollars. So yeah, it, so people are getting by in their like 80, 80 Honda Civics, like that's to- normal. Yeah, totally. You know, I mean, I got my first my first car that I bought brand new was uh, two years before I moved to Seattle. You know, so it, it, yeah. it's a come up. <laughs> um, yeah, but I get out here and I don't know anybody. So selfishly i wanted friends so i really just started uh doing group rides there was nobody doing like e-skate group rides so um i started doing a week uh a once a month ride in redmond that i could commit to and the first ride one person showed up but i wasn't alone <laughs> and right. I, it, 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 yeah. yeah hey that's a step in the right direction that, that's what I was, like. I was like well i got one person and then you know the next ride, seriously, I had two people. <laughs> and then after that, yeah. it kind of snowballed and it got bigger. And Redmond does this thing called Derby Days, which is a festival that they put on. Yeah. And it started with a bike race uh, 79 years ago. Uh, they started doing this race around Lake Sammamish. And... You know, it was a dirt track at that point. So now what they've been doing, I'm not sure exactly how long they've been shutting down the city, but in July, for one day, they shut down a city block and it's all barricaded off. It starts with a uh, parade and then a kid's race on bikes. And then the rest of the day, it's a thing called a criterium, which is a bunch of fixed gear cyclists just like uh, racing in their timed races. And, you know, I don't know, man, you know, you're sitting around get ideas I'm like you know well, maybe it'd be cool if i put on a race you know you know yeah. i've seen somebody like putting a little one on i'm like what if i could put on a race and um i put together this email you know about you know playing into the city the city is all about green and we're right. trying to be a tree right. city 70 percent tree canopy and it's a small rise right. city redmond is so uh it was all about greenness and technology and you know e-mobility and showcasing this to people like i didn't make it as much about the race but i was like let us race and show people all these things and get a conversation yeah, going these alternate forms of transportation yeah so they hit me back and they were like, yeah, let's talk about it. Well, they wanted me to have a business that would commit <laughs> to like backing me oh, up. Man. And that was the hardest thing, like um, to get anybody to commit labor to me, even though I was telling them I would get the community to do it. Nobody would do it. And right. I got one company to, to say that they were going to do it. And I wasn't totally sure how it was going to turn out. <laughs> Actually, I was. I, I kind of had a feeling, you know. You get vibes. <laughs> you and, get that angry. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've done planning, community building, and event planning a bit. You know, I plan my own wedding with my wife. I've been a member of like a film festival in Daytona and like organized surf film nights and stuff. Like, what I've learned is you need to get like three times the amount of people to commit that you really need because like two thirds of them are going to flake on you probably. That's um, sage advice right there. <laughs> it totally yeah, is. It's definitely true. Even for like inviting people to parties or yeah. group rides, I feel like, yeah, th- yeah, it's going to be like a third. Yeah. Yeah. So I just overplanned. I made sure I had the community backing me up and um, the city let me do it. We put on one race. They told me we could do 20 people. I got up to 20 people. Um, 
I already had Mo Stooge coming in with his thing. We didn't have anybody riding a Raptor yet. Somebody was like, hey, I have a Raptor. I'm like, yo, I want this person in. So see, yeah. <laughs> let me let me add three more people because I have two people before this and this guy. And it's just come on. Nobody else, I promise. And they're like, OK, OK. So <laughs> we did it. And like we put it on. It was the it was so dope, man. It was like one of the best days of my life. And after that, we had a we did our race, had a giant group ride. We went down to the velodrome in this park called Marymore over here. And if you don't know what a velodrome is, it's a banked bicycle racetrack. So yeah. we did hot laps, races. Everybody let everybody ride everybody's board. It was such a beautiful thing. And then we went and recharged and everything, rode around some more and called it a night. It was a great, yeah. amazing event. Wow. And then uh, we did it again last year. The city let me have more time. We did three races, kind of broke it up into categories. And then um, it was really, really great. They were like, okay, next year you're going to have like two or three hours, bro. You're, this is way better yeah, than the bikes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. we were drawing a crowd in, people stopping right. on the street, people coming out to watch, people talking. Like there was such a vibe going about it and everything. So right. this year was going to be awesome. And then, you know, the whole COVID thing happened, which was just heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So such a downer. Yeah. So I guess to backtrack, to the beginning of that whole long story after the first derby days well while the first derby days was going on boosted was doing their summer showdown so i'll dude like while i'm trying to plan for this epic weekend boosted schedules the showdown with seattle and whoever the hell we were up against so like now there's this major boosted event I need to go to every one of these damn group rides and every one of these demos and show up and get people to come to my race and represent and, uh, you know, be handing out my damn flyers to everybody. So doing that, I got in with Edgar and Mitch, uh, who was the market, one of the main marketing guys at the time. And um, then a few months later, you know, um, ended up talking to Bobby, who was running things. And then I was on with Boosted as a Boosted ambassador. And um, yeah, so that's how that whole thing happened. Wow. happens quickly it really does <laughs> yeah quick question here up until that point when boosted asked you to be an ambassador so when you were when you were doing all these races and group rides what board were you riding at this time i was riding my v2 man because that's what i have mm. but i'm yeah. also like i'm also like like a hacker in like the sense of the term that like i have to mess with everything so i had my boosted board and within a month man i had like some extra wheels i'm sliding into the 3d printer at work printing off different (laughs) gears and shit to try you know i want to try this ratio i want to try this ratio oh cool 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 so i mean i had done a lot of mods to it so at the first race i think you know it was like Everybody just race whatever, and I think I was running um, 100 millimeter MBS unstoppables that I had burnt down a little bit to where they were wow. about like 95 or something, so they were smoother. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was great. It was the first race. Also, I raced because I raced. I put so much time into it, but yeah. I was You're like, just, I have to. I have to, but I made it a big thing that I wasn't placing. I was just racing to have fun, and everybody else was winning. And I guess that's the other side of it is like that I should mention is I sent out so many emails and, you know, messages on all the platforms to all these different vendors. And each year the eScape vendor community came in so strong, man. I mean, uh, we gave away thousands of dollars worth of uh, different, you know, skate and eSkate stuff to everybody. It was at a level where if you came and you raced, you walked away with a prize. Yeah, you were getting something. something. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
And that oh, that's, that's awesome. what really made me feel good, like being able to do like that. And um, the city even threw in both years. I mean, the city bought um, the second year they bought our uh, – uh, medals and everything and oh first, really yeah wow. the first year they surprised me with a bunch of gift certificates to people like somebody got a 150 dollars gift certificate to go to any of our shopping um places over in the town yeah, center. Yeah, I mean, stimu- stimulate the downtown area yeah, yeah yeah it was really nice yeah the, it was just great well what a way to tie it all up you know like it's the community coming together you're part of that community you're trying to grow your own community while Boosted is trying to grow their community. I mean, it's just all these different communities were all trying to yeah. succeed at the same time. And it was, it sounds like it was like the perfect storm for everything to just come together and work. Yeah. And to have all those companies backing you and trying to get their products out there. I mean, it, it it's ideal, right? To keep that, that vibe going and growing so quickly. Yeah. So I guess that kind of ties into our next question. Um, well, I guess it kind of ties a lot together but obviously you haven't always lived in the Pacific Northwest um, and you moved there kind of for work and all that other stuff. So out of all the places you've been and all the things that you've gone and seen with boosted, what would you say are some of your favorite skate destinations? Um, I mean, it's really difficult because I was on with them for such a short period of time. It was a long period of time, but it was also short. <laughs> yeah. The only place that I actually went with them and it was so dope um, they sent me to Chicago for, um, the C2E2, the Chicago comic-con, uh, oh, yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. I so, think I remember reading about this on Instagram, uh, yeah. when Joe boosted at the time or Joe Eastgate now yeah, yeah. on Instagram, I remember him posting about it and, and thanking this crazy cool guy who came all the way from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I was like, man, that's whoever flew all the way out there's got Dude. some dedication. Dude, it was so good. I know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, it was like such a hell of a weekend. I mean, it was like I was there for the whole for the whole Comic Con thing, but it was like I was busy at work, man. So I got off of work, long full day at work, grabbed my stuff, got down to the airport, flew into Chicago, got there like Two in the morning, man. Grab some food at some late night diner. Three in the morning, a good nice hotel. Like they put me in, I forget the place, Wrigley or something. It was right over by Wrigley Stadium. It was all like baseball stuff all over. Super nice. I mean, just, you know, and you walk into a nice hotel. That was cool. Like very touristy. Yeah, yeah. So I go up there, you know, try to get sleep. I'm so wound up and just amped about the next day and, you know, meeting everybody. And I get up. Uh, go down to grab a coffee. Joe rolls up with a, um, he's got an extra stealth over the back of his arm, his shoulder. Cause I asked him, I was, do I need to bring my stuff? He's like, no dude, I got you. He rolls up. Typical he's, Joe. He's he a got me guy. a helmet. He got me this, the skateboard yeah. remote charge. He's like, here's everything, man. Let's go. So we went and hit Sarah. We went down got coffee and donuts. And then, um, yo, they roll so hard. Like, yeah we did the whole c2e2 every day you know like 10 12 14 hour days and then after it as soon as it's over we're gonna go ride and then have food and then ride and then chicago (laughs) i mean dude i'm like have almost no sleep and working like 14 hours with them and we're up at like four in the morning oh man yeah it is epic that crew is awesome um, they really yeah, are. Yeah. The, way, the way they ride around is so different than anywhere else that I've ridden. I mean, they, they literally go from bar to bar to bar to bar and they just go 
they, yeah. they, they don't they don't stop other than to charge yeah uh, yeah and it's it's just such a unique experience and when you're at those bars like everybody's just talking like having a good time joking like going out and grabbing food like it, it's just such a big city-wide event anytime yeah. they do a group ride yeah yeah it's it's so fun it, it is and everybody there is just like you know so welcoming i mean all these people i've never met before absolutely everybody in the crew was just so welcoming it was a great experience yeah we, we we've experienced uh similar welcoming vibes from them we've gone down there i've gone down there twice now uh, and joe's been down there once we've got plans to go in the future you know covid willing uh to to kind of revisit and, and rebuild those group rides. So again, if you're in Chicago, man, we would love to to know in advance so we yeah. could try and map something out. Just just throwing that out there, because yeah, um, yeah the the Chicago hospitality uh, words I never thought would leave my mouth uh, is fantastic. It's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Um, now talking more present, uh, we know that you know you work with Hoyt Street now, and and in fact, so does the ambassador from Chicago that was worked with boosted right now. He yeah. is a Hoyt street ambassador um, right. most recently. Yeah. How did, so I, I know these, so I know these sort of recent developments, right. Yeah. You working with Joe and, you know, Joe and in, in Chicago having uh working with Hoyt street, but how did you get started with Hoyt street? Um, I mean, it, it, it goes back to the first Derby days. Um, you know, we had people f- come out from all over the West coast. Uh, we had folks come down from Canada, from Vancouver, BC to race. We had Mo Stooge come up from California. We had big shout out to Mo. Great yeah. guy. Oh, he totally is, man. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's the bomb. He's, he's, so he's cool. a racing, racing goat. And just another one of the, I mean, die, die hard, go hard, man. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah. there's a race, he's going to go. Um, yeah. So, uh, the Hoyt crew came to the first Derby days. Um, really nice people. And, um, you know, I was riding boosted, um, eyeing boosted as far as like, you know, I'm riding a boosted. That's what's cool is the boosted. But I saw their stuff and I right. fell in love right away. I mean, yeah. Especially if you see them boards in person. Oh, they're like they're like Bugattis. They're, exactly, they're works of art, next level. Yeah, so you just you just fall in love, and I definitely fell in love from the first day, and was like, "Wow, I, I'm going to get one of those one day." So I totally am like going to get one of those one day. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Similar whole, vibes we've all had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole yeah. boosted thing kicks off and just like starts going, and it's like, okay, well, uh, and I mean putting on for boosted at that level and just trying to rep the brand and be true to what they were wanting. You know, it was kind of, you know, trying to like be true to the brand, you know, not rep other things. Um, But I definitely loved Hoyt. They came the next year to Derby days and um, you know, (laughs) I'd be lying if I didn't say that I've always like had a thing where I felt like, you know, I would love to be an ambassador for their product because I felt like that from the moment they started talking because, yeah, you know, beyond the engineering and like the precision of it, like, you know, it's like, I feel like the engineering is like Mac level engineering where it's like, so thought out how everything goes together and fits oh, yeah. in perfectly. Every piece has a purpose. Yeah. And then it vibes with me on an eco level, like sustainability, not polluting the oceans, not crapping on the earth, you know, Everything yeah. is bamboo that they can make it. And one of the big things is continuing to make it out of renewable stuff. So, you know, the EL1's out now and the future boards, there's a few components that, 
you know, were formerly plastic and they're now going to be bamboo because they wow. figured out how to mill and bend the components to be bamboo. It's wild. And it really is. I mean, in that, like, it just, it vibes with just caring, uh, caring about the future and, you know, trying to just make things more sustainable. Um, I thought the way they did their battery packs was cool. And, Genius. Uh, yeah. To be and, honest. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so there's just so many things about it. And um, the boosted stuff was kind of like going by the wayside. And, um, I reached out to Jeff and, um, you know, told him, I was like, Hey, you know, the boosted stuff's over, blah, blah, blah. Let me know if you're thinking about anything like this, you know? And I sent him over a professional resume, like, yeah, like you, like, if you want something, how, how are you going to get it? You know? So I legit, yeah, it's like a dress for the job you yeah, want. Right? I mean, I, I, by day I'm a systems admin. If I want to get that job, I'm going to have a resume cover letter and, you know, have like that type of thing. So yeah, CV, everything. Yeah. yeah. I approached it like that. I sent him over a resume. It's like, here's what I've done. You know, here's my community building and blah, 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 blah. So we just started having a conversation. Hoyt doesn't, didn't have an ambassador program at that time. And um, Jeff was like, well, hey, what do you, what do you want to see in an ambassador program? You know, if you had it your way. And, um, you know, it was a real simple question. And the plan was for me to have drove down there and have this conversation in person and COVID yeah. lockdown happened and I couldn't go down. Yeah, not there. good. <laughs> well, you know, everything happens for a reason, I guess. Right. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, for sure. I couldn't go down there and have this conversation with him in person, but he just wanted to know, Hey, what are your thoughts? And then it was like, okay, well I can't come see him. I, let me think this out. And I really just put together a whole, it, it turned into a whole plan of what I see a successful program being as far as my ideas, you know, and obviously these are just right. my ideas or whatever. Right. And, well, and you have some past experience too. Yeah. I mean, you've worked with boosted, you've worked with Derby days, you've worked with other, other businesses and communities. So you, you at least have a vision of what you were trying to do. Exactly. And he generally liked it, you know, and um, he's like, yeah, come on down. You know, we had some more talks and everything. I mean, Hoyt's not boosted and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in yeah. so well, many I ways. Think we'll talk about, I think we'll talk about that here in a little bit. So don't, don't lose that thought because yeah. I'd yeah. like to revisit that. But yeah, keep going. But yeah, just, you know, being able to create something from the ground up that is, you know, I mean, what I want and what I see being good, you know, for that brand and for Eastgate and the community is really important to me. So I want to be about the community. And if somebody in my city has an issue with their board, you know, I don't want them to have to send it to Hoyt and be without a board for a few days. If I can help it, right. You know, if they need me yeah. to get my hands on and I'm able to, you know, and I can meet up with the person. If it's something as simple as, you know, changing a part or something why is it why should they be without their board for two three weeks or whatever and FedEx, yeah. fedex loses it for a week and now it's an extra week right. so um that was kind of something that i really wanted to see that in the ambassador role you know as far as that and growing the community and you know repping the brand um in you know a nice elegant way a, a good way <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think that's definitely a huge difference between a lot of ambassador programs is a lot of ambassadors are just social media presences or there's somebody that shows up to a group ride. Yeah. But it sounds like with Hoyt, it's more about like we're your maintenance guy, we're your contact for 
Hoyt Information, where you're go-to for group rides that are sponsored, where you're not just someone on social media. You're actually there in person, like trying to get them to help or be a part of the solution for whatever exactly. the, the problem yep. is. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, you're more than just an online salesperson. You know, your support, yeah. your community growth. Um, and, and I think that requires a more well-rounded person. And I think that's, you know, a shout out to you personally that, you know, Hoyt picked you because they, they trusted you to see that full picture, right? They looked at what you've done for the community and saw that this wasn't just a numbers game or a money game or, you know, Instagram clout game, you know, that, that you had a a true passion for the community. Um, so I can kind of connect the dots and and see that, that narrative painted in what, in what Hoyt Street saw in you. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they struck gold when they, when they met you, man, based on what I've seen so far. I mean, and the bottom line is, dude, I don't care about the money. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not trying to make money from being an ambassador for Hoyt skate. Like, yeah, I, I care about my community first and foremost and want to grow my community. And I believe in what they're doing and I like their brand and the way that they treat their customers. And yeah. Um, I believe in their product. And I think that, you know, there's all sorts of stuff out there. Uh, everybody's got their board that they like or think is the best. But oh, yeah. um, I really love what they're doing. And I want to be a part of something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe, I think that that ties right into the next question um, that we've got for him. And Joe, if you want to take it away, that's perfect. What What was the vision behind the ambassador program? I know you kind of talked about it. Um, and uh, in a little bit of detail, but I guess what was what was the vision that you kind of portrayed to Hoyt that they were like, yeah, this is what we're going to do? Um, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, it's about I mean, for me, it's about building the community, introducing eSkate to people and getting them on boards and getting them on Hoyt boards. I mean, yeah. because ultimately, I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. Hoyt's a business. So. I want to put people on Hoyt boards and that's for several reasons, you know, that I'm I'm an ambassador for them and I trust their product. You know, when I'm on that board, I trust that board. Um, I trust that remote and I feel like it's a safe board. Um, And yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, that's why I feel comfortable with, but it's about selling the boards and building the community and just repping the brand and, and growing yeah. the brand and getting that exposure and, you know, introducing eSkate to new people. Yeah, I like that. I, I think that part of growing the brand, and I think a lot of ambassadors and especially brands, it's especially eSkate communities miss this, is part of growing a brand isn't just a numbers game, right? Obviously, yeah. you know, there there's a certain efficiency, right, where you need to sell this many boards or get this kind of bulk order from the factory to to be profitable or to make it worth your time. But if, if you're, if you're spitting boards out of a factory only for them to end up on social media as proof of why people shouldn't buy the boards, well, I mean, you're just, you're just digging yourself a bigger hole. Um, and so to, to build the brand in terms of reliability, like you mentioned, and you know, you trust this and, and you can help people if they have questions, um, that that's the, you're playing the long-term game in my opinion, um, which I think is a super wise decision on, on Hoyt Street's part. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) No worries, man. Um, so, so I guess with the ambassador program, what, what kind of, I guess, what are the prime locations that you guys are going to start with? Where can people go to demo these boards? Who are the ambassadors they need to go find? Um, and, and who have you kind of brought into the program with you? Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, 
I guess the beginning of that is that, you know, Hoyt is really small. Um, Jeff and Pete are the people that are making the boards right now, basically. Jeff is the CEO and Pete is the uh, chief engineering officer. Um, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a smaller company and there's Portland, obviously, because that's where they are. So um, they're down at Bamboo Revolution which is in Portland. And, uh, I love the Portland, I love the, the Portland vibe that the whole board puts off. I mean, Hoyt street is a street in downtown Portland. Uh, the wheels are zoo bombs. That's the zoo bomb is, is a ride that they do. <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Um, yeah. there's, there's so much about it, but yeah. So they're in this little place, uh, downtown Portland, uh, bamboo revolution. They do all sorts of flooring furniture, uh, there's so much creative that comes out of there, but it's just, uh, it's, it's small. So anybody can stop in there, um, hook up with Jeff, um, or Pete or whatever, you know, during regular business days, if you reach out right. to them on the Instagram, you know, Jeff is, uh, the person that I, that you'll talk to on Instagram. Like you're not getting, you know, somebody that's paying somebody that's paying somebody to help you. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff yeah, some PR team yeah. in India. <laughs> no, you're getting the dude that like, this is his company and he cares about it and he cares about you. Um, you have a problem with your board. Jeff is going to be the one that's getting you on FaceTime and he's going to be like, Hey, uh, show me this. Okay. Do this. Okay. And they're going to try to get you going. Um, so anyways, you can go there and get with them, hit them up on the Instagram and, um, get a demo going or something like that. Um, I'm in Seattle. I'm actually the East side over in Redmond. And, um, as far as like, a demo with me goes hit me up on instagram or you know any any of the social media platforms and we'll set yeah. something up um and i'm down depending on my schedule like i love to always skate so um i'm happy to go meet somebody bring the charge board we go ride around for 30 45 minutes or an hour and um let them try the board out and see what they think um and then you know depending on the skill level like um we have different riders, you know, throughout our crew. And, um, if, if somebody in our crew or somebody that knows how to ride and ride in a group ride, they can totally demo the board during a group ride, you know, I'll bring, I'll bring an extra board, put them on that Hoyt. It's next yeah. level stuff. Um, so right now those are the, the two main cities as far as, uh, prior to, and then, um, as far as like people on my team, um, Joe Eastgate, Joe, formerly Joe Boosted. Um, he's an amazing person. He's a good person. Yeah. And he's a, he's a natural, really cool guy. Yeah. He's, he's a natural leader. And um, I've seen him handle himself at group rides, you know, around the crowds. I've seen him, all the things that he's done, all the events that he's put on. So as soon as it's like starting time to like build a team in key cities, like the first name that, came to my mind is joe <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah and then from there it's just like i mean so that's where we're at if you, if you want to demo an el1 and you're in the chicago area ping uh joe eastgate um on instagram and um or in the facebook and he will definitely uh meet up with you and set you up with a ride um and then as we get able to um, to invest more into a little bit more of our ambassador program will, you know, be branching out into other cities, um, as the right things line up. Um, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you want all these key cities, but the most important thing to me is, um, the right person. 
Um, Absolutely. Somebody that's the right person in the right seat. Yeah. I don't want to ever have to question anything. And I know with Joe, I'm good to go. (laughs) And that's what I want, you know, and I have, I, I have, you know, ideas, but it's all just waiting on the right time and the, the program to get that far. And, um, right now it's about turning out some new products that are coming out making a bunch of sales and then being able to grow into some more cities with that program. Yeah. And I think that actually ties really well into our next question. What is coming up from Hoyt? What do you guys got on the burner that's almost done that, that, that sweet aroma starting yeah. to come out of the kitchen. You're like, that that's that's what I want. Right this there. is the part of the show known as yes. spill the tea. Yes. Yeah, spill the tea. So I'm gonna try to spill all the tea that I can without overspilling stuff. <laughs> fine. That's acceptable. I'm, I'm sure Pete will be fine with it. Just just <laughs> give it what you can. Yeah. So um I mean well the first thing I mean, I don't know, what's probably gonna come first is gonna be the booger. That's gonna be like um, Hoyt's answer to the to the short board, to the mini board, to the kick tail part Cruiser, board. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's short. It's got a kick tail. It's like it's it's a it's a magnificent looking board. And I've been yeah. watching it come together, you know, now for at least six months since I've been seeing you know things get leaked out. Um, it's. It's a beautiful board. The motors are tucked up underneath instead of uh, trailing outrunners. You know, they're underneath, mm-hmm. kind of like the Boosted mm-hmm. was. Um, yeah. But that's more because it's like actually park boardable. Um, there's a. Uh, who, who do we have? I've y been seeing somebody. Siri wraps. Yeah, I think it's Y Siri wraps. Or, yeah. yeah. I forget, man. Um, I'm almost sure it's Y Siri wraps, or I know Y Siri wraps. But check out the Hoyt, you know, Instagram. Um, they've got that person out there killing it, you know, doing kick flips, um, r- grinding the rails, all the shit that like yeah. I don't even know all the words, man. They're doing all yeah. sorts of he's doing some hardcore yeah. like use and abuse yeah. of that board. No, he's, he's like beating it up. Yeah. It's yeah. like when the when when you know you're going by and somebody's like, Yo, oh, do a kick flip. I bet you can't, blah blah blah. Well, I bet you all that stuff. This guy can. Come with this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. Seeing it like that and just watching it, I mean, the the deck it kind of follows, you know, the premise of the EL1. It's got the main upper deck, and then that's where all your electronics are, and then it's got the bamboo duo lower deck that encases everything. So you know, when they're uh, grinding on the coping, um, it's going just right across that bamboo. And everything yeah. in it is still protected. Um, yeah, they've really been killing it. I'm so stoked to see that one. I don't even know what all Jeff is going to be doing with it. Like, I've seen things on the Instagram in the lab. Like, they got 83 millimeter wheels. Um, they've mm. went to flywheel wheels. Like actual branded like that. flywheel. That's the sweet spot. That 83 yeah. millimeter is the sweet spot. Especially on a short board like that. Yeah. And um, I don't know. They The only, I, I don't know. The only pores I've seen are in white and clear, but I've seen in the lab uh, and on Instagram some dying of them. So I don't know if that's anything mm. that they're actually planning on doing in production, but um, Jeff dyed a pair of clear 83 millimeter flywheels, uh, with like a purple tent. And mm. I don't know right now, 
purple is one of my colors. I'm really digging I'm all about it. <laughs> purple is my go-to color for everything. Yeah, so I'm really hoping that one of these boogers has some translucent 83-millimeter purple yes. wheels. So we'll see. Yes. Um, so that one's going to be pretty awesome. Um, really excited about it. Um, there's an update to the EL1 coming out. So right now the EL1 is a 10s 3p and mm-hmm. it's actually like three modular packs so you can take it apart and fly with it and carry the pack right. it's all faa good to right. go yeah yeah very um, unique it is you know and it the premise was you know boosted was really pushing their flyability of their boards and um it's all nice in theory but you know not a lot of people actually fly with their boards um no. nobody wants to fly at all anyways especially carrying extra crap so yeah, yeah. i feel like it's so niche and range 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 is where everything is uh progressed to so um the el1 is going to have an update so you'll be able to purchase you know a configure board with it or you know upgrade right. um a 10s 3p like single solid pack of the 21700 cells. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a big range boost on street wheels. Yeah. And I say street wheels <laughs> because the <laughs> other part of the EL 1.1 drop is five inch mnemonics, which Ooh. nobody has. And I mean, you get a couple of advantages, I think. Like the smaller wheel is less resistant, so you're going to get better uh, range if it's geared yeah. ratio right. Yeah. But, you know, Jeff's slant on it was not what I was thinking. He doesn't, he, it's all about like the look and the design, the whole package to him. And yeah. he doesn't want you to like see the tires peeking out over the top of the board. It should be an elegant street board. It shouldn't have, you know, big tires poking out over it. Oh, um, I gotcha. So, yeah. So the, nobody has five inches on the market. So this is all like, yeah, everybody's you know, six or larger. Yeah. This that is more sense. custom Hoyt stuff. I mean, when you look at the boards, like this is all Hoyt yeah. engineering, you know, uh, self-tensioning motor mounts. And it's just all these little innovations that they've done. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, at some point I'm sure, you know, they sell all their stuff DIY as well. So DIY community right. can get in probably at, at some point. Yeah. Probably. Get on those five inch pneumatics. Why yeah. not? So there's just been a holdup with that, you know, COVID production, it's a new thing and getting it through the rigors of testing and designing new um, uh, testing interfaces, you know, to smash it at all the angles and make sure that the thing is going to hold up properly right. has oh caused gosh, some delays yeah. with that. So, um, yeah, the booger, yeah, 1.1 updates. Um and then the next thing is uh, the UAV, an urban assault vehicle. <laughs> this is what I was waiting urban for. Urban assault vehicle. All right. Yeah. I was, I was curious. I was I was like, what is UAV for? Like, what does it stand for? Yeah. But I like, I like urban assault vehicle. That That is just, oof. Well, and Jeff, uh, I believe, has some military background and then works at Nike, yeah. worked at Nike for a long time. So, like, he knows production. He knows design and engineering from yeah. Nike. So, like he's that's all coming into this but um all their components are like kind of like like the motors are military grade motors and they're custom motors you're not going to get anywhere else they're designed by hoyt by a special partner with hoyt that makes uh precision motors for uh, uh government um 
uh, autonomous vehicles and drones and things, right? Wow. Ooh. Yeah, so it's all custom custom yeah. machines, drivetrains. Yeah, so, you know, it's not it's not your standard motor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It has um, a great origin story. Yeah. Uh, so the UAV, I believe, I believe, <laughs> it's going to have some bigger, beefier motors. And I believe he's taken some input from one of the team riders, Sam the Spark. And um, he's gonna. It's gonna be a longer deck, I think, by maybe six inches ish, give or take. Nice. Like that's just me yeah. roughly seeing what's yeah, what yeah, there, yeah. But there. Still, I mean, even so, yeah, like, a longer deck. Why not? A longer right. deck. You want that good stance? Yeah, um, longer deck and um, uh, bigger motors, uh, motor upgrades for this guy. And I believe we're talking seven inch pneumonics, and wow. you know, and of course, again. Hoyt, <laughs> we're yeah. making our own tires like, oh, we, like, awesome. like, like it's, yeah. it's whatever like it's it's designed hoyt tires that are going to be on it so um you know really just trying to stay true and you know sometimes the wheel needs to be reinvented <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean i'm all about it that yeah. sounds fantastic i think it speaks to the 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 brand value of hoyt this yeah. is they're not just grabbing parts from random factories and putting some new grip tape on it. You yeah. know, we've all seen that. We can all think of those brands in our heads. Um, that's awesome that, you know, Hoyt is, is, is really starting from the ground up. Yeah. And if, you know, if they do this right, you know, obviously, you, you know, if the, the business side of things goes well with, with price and, and value, um, couple that with the community side of things where Hoyt has kind of this vision for what good customer service looks like and, w- and what a quality product means. I mean, man, it, it Things are looking good. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. Things are looking really good. Uh, like you yeah. said, you know, you've got some upgrades coming down. You know, this isn't a company that's just going to roll over on their first generation. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic for you. Yeah, you know, and I mean, kind of like the EL1 to a degree is kind of like, you know, how to like uh, LaCroix did their prototypo, which is really a prototype yep. board. You know, the EL1 yep. is kind of like the first rev kind of productionist prototype board here right you say did you say rough you, you think that's the rough board huh <laughs> that's that's the uh, first if that's rev. the rough board i cannot wait well, well <laughs> yeah okay. I, that is, I would that's agree it's point, probably though. the roughest it's gonna be but technically i, I, yeah. I uh rev first rev revision oh gotcha yeah. gotcha okay um but yeah as far as the production goes you know covid and everything is slowed down everything down otherwise um, we had already hoped to be had dropped the EL1, followed by the Booger, followed by the UAV before the end of the mm. year. So everything's just kind of pushed out. The one yeah. other thing that I don't know. Here's the tea. <laughs> this is the tea we've been here's, waiting for. Here's the tea. I'm ready. I won't tell anybody. Um, I, th- I, I think, everybody stop listening right now. I think after those three, the next thing we'll see would be um, a Hoyt racer board. Like, oh, like a high-end like performance race board. Um, Don't get me excited, man. No, and that's dude, hope. That's what I want. That's what I've been wanting since day one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. You know, it's Mr. Huge. Are you listening? Perfectly balanced in every way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would just. Oof. All yeah. I want for Christmas, Hoyt. Yeah, it's. Well, now they have to come out with it because, like, we have high expectations. Yeah, it's all secrets yeah. and rumors and and you know uh, pipe dreams right now. But yeah, as soon as we get, we got to get through these three big things, and then like that's yeah. what I would hope to see sometime in twenty twenty one is um, 
a race sport. Yeah. Well, and it seems like a natural kind of progression for them because I mean, they already do the like build your own or they used to do before COVID the build your own board night where people could actually like go in and build boards. with yeah. them. Like, like that's such a cool thing. So it's like, Dude. they're kind of adding that DIY aspect of like building a race board yeah. to like making something that people actually want out of like a production company. Yeah. Like, I don't want to build a race board, but I would love to own one. You know, and I mean, just just to jump around here, on that yeah. race, on that uh, build night thing, like, this just all ties into why I love Hoyt so much. Because they're about the community. You know all that stuff that I said that they've designed and their battery packs and all that? You know what they didn't do with those battery packs? He doesn't. He didn't waste any time on patents or messing with it. He doesn't care. Like if you want to go knock off their Hoyt uh, 10s uh, battery packs or whatever, you're gonna go knock them off. He he he's not wasting his time with that, and that to me said something. These nights when they're doing the community community build says something to me. Um, yeah. My software stuff like a long time ago, and this is really weird. I think software and computers to me moved me like kind of like left politically before anything else did because i got into <laughs> open source and like oh, just yeah. saw like the beauty of open source and sharing yeah, linux and all that yeah yeah dude i got in i got into linux oh god 20 years ago now and at a certain point you know i've been telling my wife like, why is my computer messing with you're running internet explorer on yeah. Windows. You should at least be running Firefox or Chrome. Okay. Yeah, you get what you deserve. Well, what's wrong with it now? Well, now you're still running Windows and the computer yeah. crashed. And I was like, okay, well, I just finished building this badass Ubuntu box for me. But if you want it, you can have it. The one thing is you never can run Windows on this machine. And she was like, okay. So yeah, she started using Linux. She's never looked back. She can fix her own stuff now. She's not a power user or anything. She just uses Linux. Wow. So yeah. we're an open source house as far as that goes. I'm a Microsoft person in the real world because that's like the 90% of my yeah, job. But mm -hmm. um, I love Linux and open source, and that really rang true with them. And while I was on the fence of deciding what I was going to do next, there was a couple of things that happened where Hoyt had done um these raffle giveaways for their hoyt pucks and oh, yeah. i was we like, actually have a, a person in our group our community that that won one of those that's cool yeah really Who yeah. Won it? that was ted huh. he, he won a hoyt puck yeah what oh, color what no, color uh blue? blue or clear i think it was the blue one okay i think it was the blue one so no he awesome. won the blue one uh yeah. Al, uh at b-boy bowser on ig he won an orange one on that same raffle wow <laughs> and you know i thought it was cool that they were doing the raffle and all you know and like yeah. why, why do companies do raffles to you know to grow or whatever and to get people to see that they're doing a yeah. raffle and everything so i mean it's all promotion but like yeah. what was the raffle for and i don't remember both of them but one of them was a raffle for the southern poverty law center and like when I saw that that's where they were doing this raffle for, um, like that just, that again, it just really rang true to me. Um, I'm, I'm from the South. <laughs> I grew up yeah. in Florida. I'm not going to front, you know, I grew up around a lot of bad stuff. I grew up around a lot of good stuff. I've seen a lot of bad things. I've heard bad things. I've seen a lot of racism in my life. 
and um, you know, even to this day. So when I saw that that's where they were putting their money on that raffle, I knew that you know we were we were vibing again on another thing with this yeah. whole brand and where they were going with things. So yeah. Sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> no, it's a good tangent. It's a great tangent. We love tangents. <laughs> yeah. Gives it's us just, more content. Exactly. This is real talk here. We're we're not looking to cookie cutter you into, you know, pre Yeah, and, and that's that's phrases. one of the things that a lot of people uh kind of told us about you before we even even got the chance to talk is you're one of those people that's just very down to earth. You're going to tell it how it is. Uh and and I think that goes a long way, especially when you're trying to build those communities because when you are down to earth and you tell it how it is and you're honest and upfront with people, yeah. that means so much more to anybody than somebody trying to make a deal or make a dollar off of them, you know? So yeah. it, it's just a testament to to the type of people that Hoyt works with and the type of people that y- you associate with. And it, it's just very refreshing, you know? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that actually, I'm, I'm kind of curious if the UAV in part is because of their location uh obviously being in like a rainy snowy climate most of the year i'm curious if the uav is going to have any kind of waterproofing or if it's going to be something that can manage those uh difficult situations um so if that's the case then you know i you know believe it or not i have not even asked that um as far as the water goes i mean ideally of course ideally i would think that of course that it would be great to have i think that i had like a, a scotoma or even like a cognitive dissonance to even thinking that of, because when i think yeah. of rain i think of taking anything else out except for the hoy like <laughs> like if i see a cloud i'm like i'm gonna get home before it rains i don't want to get any water on this beautiful board yeah. you know and if it's my boosted or my evolve um or i have a diy now that i've built and I built it to be waterproof. So if it's any of those, dude, I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll get wet. I don't care. But um, right. I don't want to get that thing anywhere near water. I think I mentioned uh, to Terminal X uh, that if I were to ever get a, a Hoyt, it would just sit above my fireplace on the mantle. It wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't go anywhere else. It would just it would just be there to look. Uh, but forget. then there's also that catch twenty two of like I want to ride it. Yeah, dude. No. So and that's the thing. And I forget exactly how Jeff said this, but he wants you to have that dilemma. Like that's like everybody that gets aboard he wants them to have the dilemma of do i ride this or do i hang it on the wall because it's such a beautiful piece of art that's cruel (laughs) mission successful i I mean things amazing and all the different variations that they come out with are are all equally just gorgeous i don't know if the day comes when i'm like adding that board to the cart i'm honestly not sure which color variation i'd go with it would take me several days yeah i I don't know either, man. I mean, I love the I love the the naked one. I love the dark one. I love the one that's got the city streets etched into it, like that. Like that's like rep your city. I love that. It's like a it's like a tattoo of your city on your board. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the spoke look. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I hadn't even seen that one. Oh. Now I've got another one to look at. Oh, it's amazing, oh, it's and it, dude. And if if they don't have your city, like they'll make your it's extra but they'll like make your city map to put on there you just gotta ask them 
Um, and then the reason, most recent one they blew me away with was, I don't know what the, what he called it, Acropolis maybe, or I don't know. The board had like, it was like the top layer was woven bamboo looking and it was like, Oh yeah. It was like the chocolatey color. right? Yeah. And he only had so many of them. I don't know what the deal was or why, but there was a very limited production of those and they're just so beautiful. Yeah. They need to do more of those. Those limited production boards always look so sick. Yeah. And they're just so unique, but yeah, everything they do design wise is just top notch. Yeah. It's, it's just next level. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at their boards and I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I sorry guys. <laughs> I didn't mean to disappear. I was just staring at these decks, um, on, on your website. Um, yeah. man, man, I'm jealous. I really want one now. I know, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then the pucks, what, man. What I mean, and well, the puck too. Yeah. Those pucks. I mean, it's a thing of itself and it was so beautiful to see them take off and like, to me, you know, again, it's just great engineering because um, Jeff went out and he bought a Boosted, he bought an Evolve, and he, you know, was like, what do I hate and like about these boards? And, you know, yeah. how am I going to design my stuff from the t- from the bottom up to be? And, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to go off on Evolve here, but I'm going to say that Sometimes you need to recognize, at least out of everything else, I'm not going to touch the board, at least recognize that it's a bad decision. It's so easy for, and and I understand, you know, we could get into a debate with everybody that loves Evolve and they, you know, nothing against Evolve, but it's so easy to tap that break for anybody Mm. and to fly off the board. And the intrinsic design that was in the boosted remote that the Hoyt Street remote has, where it's like, it's one thing is your throttle and you're either rolling forward to go forward or you roll backwards to stop. You have the muscle memory. You can't act. I mean, I don't know, maybe you can, but it's really, really, really hard to accidentally jam your brakes and not know you're about to do it on that board. And it's yeah. so easy on, you know, to evolve. And I mean, there's many other brands out there that have subpar remotes, but the yeah. Hoyt puck remote to me is just so great and that they made it and sell it for the diy community to use as well oh yeah and and they just keep innovating it's like oh do you want you know we realize that we can engrave them because we've been engraving you know don't open on the back of it so do you want to have something engraved on it you can have an engraving engraving done yeah yeah do you want it to be translucent you can get them translucent now right you can get them translucent (laughs) now it's like oh my god yeah well and there's a reason why like BioBoards is using them, Lacroix uses them, a lot of DIYers use them. Like, there's a lot of companies that are like, "This is a good product. Why wouldn't we use it? It's yeah. it's a good price point. It's it's gonna last. You get the backing of Hoyt. Like, it, it it's a no brainer. It's it's a good remote. It it fits in your hand. It fits in your palm. It's it's customizable. There's so many benefits to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use one. I use one on my uh, DIY project. I swear by it. And I was, and I was. You can go back and ask people that were in the chats, in the, the group chats with me when we were talking about it. I was a huge skeptic of the form factor. Yeah. You know, I wanted my tip classic boosted style. You know, you know, with the thumb wheel, and I was like, yeah, I don't the, need the a pistol like a grip with the thumb yeah, wheel. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I was, I, I wouldn't say I was a hater, but I, I was very skeptical. Yeah. And then I just had so many connection issues with uh, the Flipsky VX2 remote. And I was just like, you know what? At the end of the day, this thing's got to be able to respond to my controls. 
for yeah. safety reasons. I can't pe- put people on this board and be like, oh, yeah, it might disconnect on you randomly. Hopefully, you know, it doesn't. Good luck. Uh, so I ultimately, I went with the Hoyt Street remote. And yeah, I was converted. I, I swear by that thing. It's great. I think the puck, you know, I had a, a similar apprehension to it. Like, you know, I like the pistol grip of the uh, boosted remote. So yeah. the whole puck thing was just kind of like weird, you know, but I get it. It come, you know, it is, you know, kind of like downhill skate ask because it's a puck, yeah. you know, like a slide yeah. puck. Yeah, yeah, so, um, but, you know, because of the connection just being so awesome and, every person that ever gets one just you know talks about how awesome they are but um also just such the muscle memory for me was a big deal like when i ride my evolve i pull my thumb to the side and then i close my hand over it to keep my thumb away from the brake because my thumb is how i drive with a boosted so um i want to make sure i don't accidentally hit my brake (laughs) yeah valid concern (laughs) Wow. Um, and I guess TX, you have a couple, uh, questions you wanted to follow up with. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a, I had a few and we've, we've touched on a couple of them already. Um, so I'll, you know, we are at about an hour here, so I'll, I'll try to stick to the most, uh, applicable ones here. Um, now you, you manage the ambassadors and now you're kind of reaching out for Hoyt and, and, you know, over time looking at more, more cities with more ambassadors. And we can obviously think of the common requirements for an ambassador, right? Active on social media, you know, local leader in, in group eSkate. Um, and, and these are all good things. Uh, but what I want to know is, uh, what are some things you're looking for in ambassadors that most of these applicants don't think of? What are some things that they're missing? Some easy misses were like, hey, you need to have this locked down. And it just slips most of the applicant's mind. Can Do you have any insight on that? Uh, yeah, I mean... You want to see like general, here's a funny one. You know, I've seen a lot of people, (laughs) a lot of people mention, you know, man, I want to be an ambassador for blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. And you go, you look at their social media and they, you know, are uh, uh, maybe negative, you know, have some negative posts Mm -hmm. on the social media. um, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, one of the first things I always look is if I go to look and your 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 Instagram is private. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a good sign, right? Hard pass. I, I can't even like like. Thanks for the joke. I get it. You know, I I want you know I get the drive to want to be it, but um, obviously you know you need to have a public Instagram, and it's you know mm-hmm. quality to me and trust and interaction with your local community and with people yeah. you know on on your platforms and everything. Um how you carry yourself um and you know even beyond that like for me like are you active in your community do you do you do things to give back um and the ability to plan and ask you know um to reach out and ask and you know doing those types of things um yeah yeah okay well, yeah I that's think, good that's good advice yeah and i think i think that ties into uh, a couple of the other brands that you are an ambassador for. I mean, if you look at the list of, of brands that you represent, I would say 99%, if not a hundred percent are all ones that are based on like community, Mm -hmm. like safety, working with people, like creating a product that's going to benefit you, the rider and not necessarily benefit them, the, the manufacturer. Um, 
and it, it's it just kind of shows you know like that's 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 something that's important to you and something that you're going to be looking for when you want ambassadors to apply right yeah you know i want the uh, the other thing is actual activity you know with the user base for the ambassadors and everything for sure um but yeah all the places that i rep um it's because they give back and if it was just a me and them thing trying to make sales i have no interest um shred lights flatland 3d those were the first two companies man when i said hey guys um here's what i want to do i'm trying to put together these group rides i'm looking to get some group rides going maybe have some prizes to draw some people in and um i'm in the process of kind of talking with the city about putting together this race you know i know it sounds crazy nobody's ever done it before but like i'm really thinking about doing this and i need someone to be backing me on this and you know shred lights and flatland 3d were the first ones to have my back and we're like yeah dude this is exactly what we want this is what we're looking for from us we're looking for people that are involved in the community and want to get out and do stuff um Shred lights, you know, some people are like, oh, they're overpriced lights. I, I think they're perfectly priced for what you get. And if you weigh out the price against anything else, the price is accurate for the product you get. You get a really good product yeah. for that price. But the value yeah. add of the community, and if you have a problem, you know, they're going to take care of you and replace your shred lights. I've seen them do it yeah. for people in my group many times. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're good about that and they sponsor community events. They're about building e-skate community. And even yeah. though, you know, shred lights and uh riptide, right? Like separate companies as far as like riptide electric skateboards. Um, but it's the same guy running them. But what he never did is never let the two bleed over you know yeah he never turned yeah. shred lights into like let's sell riptide skateboards you know what i mean right. um, yeah, yeah they're they're two separate entities yeah always about the community always about growing the community um yeah, yeah um board stuff about growing the community ever since i've been on with him if i'm doing any events i say you know i want to do this do you want to do something when COVID came around you know honestly my whole summer was ruined <laughs> and um you know i should circle back about revisioning covid in a second here 2020 but um when covid came around derby days gets canceled uh carve pdx was canceled and i was so stoked about july 13th being derby days and then july 24th friday my birthday that's, was that's the two weeks off. in a row yeah yeah so July 24th was the start of Carve PDX and my birthday. And so it was going to be like this great big weekend celebration of my birthday and all e-skate stuff and like this biggest rally ever on the West Coast of, you know, everybody coming together. And then to watch everything get canceled sucked. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, what am I going to do now? So I put together a few giveaways. Um, I raffled off a mini X that I had leftover from my boosted fleet rather than trying to sell it and make a profit i threw it up on my instagram and i said uh with the covid stuff happening food bank lines are getting longer and people need food food's more expensive for the food banks to buy because there's not excess there's a shortage so um let's try to raise some money and if i raise a thousand (laughs) dollars for this mini x in donations I'm going to throw in, you know, I'd reach out to shred lights. I'm going to throw in shred lights on it and this and this and this. 
bro, I, <laughs> I hit like a thousand bucks the first day. Wow. And, um, That's fantastic. You know, it then, you know, plateaued at a certain point, but I don't remember. I think we raised like close to $3,000. I mean, then, even, even raising a hundred bucks, you yeah. know, like any amount of money was a success in that situation. I, yeah. I didn't care. I wanted, I thought I, I was like, my goal was 500. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping to hit 500. Um, just cause that seemed like a good number. Um, I paid to ship all the stuff off and then, you know, I tried to do two other giveaways that were just, you know, straight community giveaways. I modded out a boosted board and then gave away, um, free custom grip tape from Slattergo and all these other people, but it's all about building the community and keeping that East yeah. stoke going. Yeah. Anybody that's on my page, that's what they're about. Um, that nobleman tech, They've kind of new on the scene with, um, you know, Eastgate protection pads and whatnot. Um, but they got some I've good heard really good things there. about them. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, I mean, they look clean. They I'm look real. Clean. Yo, I'm as soon as I get my replacements in in the next week, I'm going to put together a video. Um, I put on new tires on my DIY uh, a couple Fridays ago and got out with Ben and our crew. We got out on a trail and he throttled it. I throttled it. I wasn't even thinking whatever <laughs> i'll think from now on <laughs> um i never checked to see how balanced they were or not and i was right. comfortable riding the tires i was on i hit something above 30 based on how i felt and um i was on a uh, my mbs diy mountain board with channel trucks and um dude it like speed wobbled really bad and i ate it going 30 and you know <sighs> I was bruised and got some road rash and, you know, one of the pads slipped a little because I was like wearing almost nothing pants and a shirt and these pads yeah. gloves and, um, got home, you know, I was like, man, this sucks. I tore up some phase wires. I was so mad about the board, got home looking at my wounds and everything. And then right. I took the pads off and looked at them. Um, hundred <laughs> percent i would have been in the hospital with probably a broken knee and a broken elbow wow um there's so wow. much padding in the knee i didn't feel it but you could see where it had tore through my pants tore through the top oh layer gosh. stuff and scuffed up the plate the elbow cup is broken into at least five pieces and wow and we'll cut it open to look at it because i'm sure that's a good youtube video but um oh yeah they so sold well, yeah, me at I mean, that what point. a testament yeah <laughs> yeah I was like, bro, you'll never believe this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. He's sending me over stuff right away to make sure I'm protected still and all. And right. um, yeah. I was so glad. Before that, I was wearing the – because I hate wearing pads and they're heavy. No, I get it. I mean, I'm the same way. I get it. My compromise was those triple eight um, soft Kevlar that you put under your clothes. And I've been wearing those for a year and a half. And every time I go down, my knee swells up or my elbow or whatever. You know, I get hurt. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but the way I went down a couple of weeks ago, I would have definitely broken an elbow. <laughs> wow. It was really great. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that, they look nice. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Nobleman Tech. Yeah. I, I see you. It looks good. <laughs> looks good. Um, and speaking of sponsors, I do want to give a quick shout out uh, to our new sponsor, uh, which is Skate Castle. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yes. We're super stoked about working with Skate Castle. I know, Chris, you work with Skate Castle. I do. Um, they're, again, one of those companies, super down to earth. Um, they're all about just giving back to the community and making sure that everybody's stuff is good to go. 
Um, and they even told us recently about uh, something they did to help with COVID by uh, developing a ventilator that actually helped uh, people by using like fuel injectors from cars. So they're one of those companies that's doing things outside of the box. They're not necessarily just trying to, to, you know, sell a product. They, they do make products that are, you know, made by riders for riders, but at the same time, they're also trying to give back to the community, which is what we're all about. And it sounds like very similar to what you're about, Chris. Yeah, totally. You know, and skate castle is awesome. I do work with them, you know, again, they give back to the community. Um, they've been involved in both of the Derby days. Um, you know, and when you see things happen, like when Boosted went down, I had genuine concern for everybody in the community, all the yeah. different, you know, what's Skate Castle going to do? What's these people going to do? Um, yeah. you know, Skate Castle makes excellent bash guards for Boosted. They're, they they yeah. anodize chromoly steel and they're just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they're like, they didn't miss a beat, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're still, they're like, oh yeah, we're dropping our, you know, multi-poly system for boosted. So get whatever ratio and you know, you want Kegel, you want flywheel, boom, we got you. But you know, yeah. we got to evolve too. And then, oh, and they just released LaCroix. Like dude, what? Dude, that LaCroix is the next level because, oh yeah. you know, I'm even eyeing the kit at this point because, um, what, what? Like talk about the kit. It allows you to put polyurethane wheels on mm -hmm. the Lacroix deck uh, on yeah. the Lacroix board, and the reason yeah. that that's difficult. I mean, besides, you know, the whole board is just different, but it uses those channel trucks that you know come from the mountain board MBS Trampa style background. Uh, they're using MBS because they're nice and lighter than the Trampa truck. The MBS trucks are amazing, um, but they got those thicker axles. So you can't just go slap regular polyurethane wheels on there. Um, right. Yeah, so you have to have a whole kit. Yeah, so their kit's got the pulley, and it's got you know uh, risers to adjust the trucks a little bit, so you have a little bit more clearance because otherwise you'd be on the ground. But mm -hmm. it's the bearings that they got that um, are amazing because it allows you to put those bigger axles in the smaller wheels. Um, yeah. yeah, so. On the low, I'm kind of fantasizing about like <laughs> ordering that just for the ability to switch my mountain board over to it for, you know, I don't know. I have too many I wheels. Mean, I want everything. I mean, yeah. yeah, you got to have a little bit of everything. Well, That's who knows? Maybe we'll see a Hoyt Street Skate Castle uh, collab here in the future. That'd be amazing. You look, I'm I, sure, would, I, I hope both companies are listening. I imagine they would. Well, here, you know, let, let, let the magic begin. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of kind of dream boards and having everything that you could ever want, Chris, what would you say is your dream board? You know, it's I don't know. It's it's the hardest answer, really, because it I really don't know. Is. To me, it goes. There's two ways to answer that. There's that. Uh, you know, who's the who? Who's the best skater? Who's the best surfer? It's the person right. having the most fun. So right. what's the best board? It's the best board that's going to make me smile today. What, What's my dream board kind of changes? Um, I mean, if I just said spec-wise, I mean, if I could do whatever I want, it would have like, you know, 50 or 100-mile range and only weigh 10 pounds and be able to do 35 miles an hour right. and recharge right. in five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> spec wise, the that's army knife of boards. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I'm a proponent of a quiver, 
and it's like it's like surfing to me i have several surfboards i've I sold about eight of them since I've moved here. Um, so I only have four now, five. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about that before the show. On uh, how many is too many or how many yeah, is how a many small is quiver? How many is small, uh, yeah. Because I was like, if this guy wants five boards, there's some there's some people probably listening to this podcast going, five boards is a small amount of it. Like, what in the like world? A, I feel like <laughs> a jerk thinking that. But yeah, I think a good quiver is like two to three boards, you know, honestly. Two to three yeah. boards maybe four or five. Um, in mine, I have two boosted uh, V2s. One of them has a stealth ESC in it and 90s on it. The other one has 100s on it. So I kind of have a different setup for those two. Yeah. Um, I have me a GTR. I have me my EL1, which is like probably my favorite street board to ride right now. Um, yeah. I love the way the deck feels and I love the f- way that I feel when I'm on it. Um, and it's so plain. <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's so plain. It goes against like everything else about how I ride. Like, because <laughs> I ride, I ride aggressive. I like my boards to be bright and flashy and have cats right. or unicorns right. and bright colors <laughs> and bright wheels and maybe LEDs on them. Or my mountain board is bright green wheels. Like I'm really flashy, but the EL one is just like when I want to go out in my, you know, all white Maybach or (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Like when you want to be elegant, you take it. Yes. I'll go, I'll go put on my suit and tie, but no, it really does. And it's it's such a great ride. There's so much power there. I love the way that it feels. That's my street board for sure. Um, And then just right now, like, I mean, I don't know. I would advise everybody to get one good, reliable production board. I would say it should be the EL one. But maybe it's something different for you. you. Maybe a little biased too. I, I might be a little bit. <laughs> but you should get at least your one production board, and you know, yeah. maybe two. But you, I think everybody should at some point go DIY. Um, yeah. I feel like when I got on with Boosted, I got I bought a Boosted because I wanted something turnkey that was reliable, and it was that. Um, yeah. But it was also very apple in a jail to me like you know ios i can't do anything i run linux i run android on my phone you know i'm open source i want to tinker with stuff the first thing i started yeah. doing was changing my boost. no yeah. everything's like okay well i'll put this on i'll put that i can't do much more um so i think that the boosted thing a little bit stifled especially being the ambassador kind of like slowed me down from getting into diy but um I can tell you I have a love for that board. Like, it's my child. (laughs) I made it. I designed it. You know, I did the... I took these wires out all separately instead of all together bound, and they wore out quick. And then I did it different, and it's better now, and I know why I did everything. And now, dude, I crashed this thing at 30, 35 miles an hour. The board's great. I'm scuffed up, and it still goes. You know, it's like, whoa. Yeah. but yeah, I think I think yeah, the one that makes you the smile the most is the best board, and yeah, it's a good philosophy. I think that's a good answer. We have a lot of people that you know compete back and forth. Is your board better than my board? You know, who goes faster? Who goes farther? I mean, hey, if you're having a good time, yeah, um, you know, more power to you. Keep riding it. Yeah, if you want to go, that's what it's yeah. all about. It is. You want to go slow, go slow. You want to go fast, go fast. You want to carve it up, carve it up. 
if you want to ride straight up, that's cool with me. And I'm happy to have you riding with me if you stand straight up. And I'm not going to be a jerk and be like, you ride like a boner. Why are you so stiff? Like, <laughs> dude, I just want you to ride with me. I'm yeah. happy with everybody I get in the rides. And yeah, I think, you know, have you ever heard of a critical mass, a bike critical mass? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think that kind of like made me be really passionate about these rides. When I was in Florida, um, you know, 10 years ago or so, uh, yeah. some of the people I hung out with, everybody I hung out with was very involved in different levels of activism. And um, one of my buddies got me to do a critical ride, uh, a critical mass bike ride with him. And yeah, those were I, wild, like hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, dude. So I can't even believe I didn't tell you this story. <laughs> so I was like, let's hear it. Yeah. So I was like, but bro, I don't have a bike. I have a skateboard. If you let me tie a rope to your bike and pull me, I'll do it. And he was big into racing and he was like, hell yeah, it's just training. He pulled me for 10 miles, this whole critical mass with like, wow. it was in Daytona. So it was only like 30, 40 people or whatever, but it was still a lot of people. And, um, he would take me and whip me up into the hotel parking lot, uh, driveways, which would have a little bit of an angle to him. So it was like a, a, you know, um, hitting a wave and everything. And, um, getting that surf vibe. Yeah. And then that actually did make me get into riding a bike just to go to these critical masses with these big groups of people. And, um, I loved it and I loved, you know, coming up to the intersection and just being one of the people that just like stops and blocks traffic to make sure everybody's safe. It's, and, a, cool, um, it's a cool vibe. I've, I've seen it happen before yeah. and it, you just, yeah. everybody in the cars is just kind of in awe of this giant. Yeah, like, what do we do? We can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. 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 You feel like you're protecting the herd. Totally. It's kind of how the Chicago group rides are. And that's exactly like if you come if you come to Seattle, if it's a ride that like this the PNW Eastgate crew is hosting, that's our collective where the PNW Eastgate collective, which I started riding a boosted, but I wanted it to be completely brand agnostic and be a collective of people who help each other without a nice. want to buy or sell or anything. Like that's what we are. We're just a collective. Nice. But yeah, yeah. You come ride with us, that's how we ride. We ride, you know, it's a lot of nice trails. So um we're on these paved trails a lot but you know they go through the downtown areas and if we take the streets we take the streets and you know we're blocking intersections we're taking care of people um making sure everybody's safe we have different you know speeds of people so we have a crew that's just sweepers they make sure we don't leave a single person behind you know if you break down we got you until you get an uber or get fixed um if you're gonna go slow because this is your first ride we have a few people who are going to be cool with just riding with you in the back doing 10 mile yeah. an hour. And you know, you'll get to the same place we're going to get to, and then we're all going to kick it in charge. Love it. That's, That's awesome. a great group ride mentality. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's great. We, we have a really good community here and I, I hoped it would be everything that it is. And yeah, I really love the community and everybody in it. And it's really beautiful. And even outside of Eastgate, you know, you got all the one wheeler groups and the electric unicycle groups and then the bike groups and scooter groups. And then occasionally we just all come together in a giant mass and it's crazy. Yes. Once we get through, once we get through COVID, we'll have just a personal electrics critical mass. I love Let's it. Do it. Let's do I it. I love it. I'm all about it. it. We'll be there. <laughs> Sign us up. All right. Uh, speaking of collectives and community, 
uh, kind of tie things off. What can your followers, your community look forward to coming from you, Chris? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it just depends. I mean, um, you'll catch me probably the realist on Instagram. Um, I am in Facebook for the groups and to plan and organize things and, you know, occasionally post a whole bunch of, uh, <laughs> political extreme left stuff. <laughs> hey, um, speak your mind. right. And then, um, yeah, I think that, <laughs> that's funny. I think that people that just started being my friend on Facebook in the past couple of years are pretty shocked at, uh, the way things have went in the past few months. <laughs> um, and then on Instagram, yeah, I'm the realist on Instagram. You're going to get how I'm feeling on the daily basis for the most part, you know, what's going on with me, things that I'm into. Um, and I speak my mind, you know, you know, someday you may catch just a whole bunch of electric skateboarding in my stories. Um, some days you might get a whole bunch of just ridiculous memes. <laughs> Fair it, enough. It just depends. I like memes. Um, yeah, my regular yeah. feed is good e-skate stuff. Um, I also run at PNW underscore e-skate on Instagram. Um, I try to just highlight Pacific Northwest electric skateboarding there. Nice. Um, I still end up being more active on my Instagram. It's hard for me to switch accounts for some reason. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I got a YouTube that, um, you know, I just do kind of whatever on. You know, I talk about stuff that uh, vendors send me, post rides when we get them. If I get good content, I try to put things together. Um, awesome. I'm digging it and, you know, making videos and putting them up there. It's fun. Yeah. And I'm doing it when I have time. And it's very sporadic, man. I may have, you know, a couple of weeks of good footage and then a week of editing. And then, boom, I got content for a couple of weeks. And then you won't see yeah, me. There you go. But yeah. it, it is what it is, and it takes it's a long just time to edit. Shade of Chris, yeah, I'm I'm on the edge of maybe doing a live show, possibly. I I want to. It's just making that you know weekly or monthly time commitment to just doing yeah. an hour or two live show of yeah. uh, just like yo, I'm in the garage. I'm gonna work on this skateboard, do maintenance on this, and let's talk or something like that. Yeah. I like the concept. Hey, sounds, sounds like uh, you need to. Uh, Come on, Terminal X's live show. Hey, I do do I do a little Instagram live. Um, we talk way more casual e-skate, more community and and group ride stuff. Oh, um, nice. I, the last person I just had on was was Mo Stooge. Actually, that's <laughs> that's why I was chuckling at yeah. the fact that you kept bringing him up. We, we were just talking. About, we all we talked about was e-skate racing, dude. I would be a liar if I said like that 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 Mo Stooge was not. Uh, uh, an inspiration to me in what I was doing with Redmond Derby days. When I started thinking the idea, you know, it was some of the things he was doing, seeing what he was building. And when I started talking about it, he just kept hyping me up, man. Uh, You know, you want people to hype you up. So I go on Instagram and I push in my stories. I'm like, Hey, if I put on this race in Redmond, who's going to come and race? Uh, Would you race? And like, dude, everybody said no. And I was kind of like sad. But like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no, Mo thinks this is cool. And I think this is cool. And, you know, I think I can get at least two other people to race. And if we get four people racing, then that's really cool. I'm just going to push it, you know, forget who said no. And it's those adversities that we just all have to come over in life and like reaching out to the city and asking, hey, do you mind if I, I thought they were going to say no. I already had a list of like it, when they said no, what's my next ideas? I was shocked they said yes, and yeah. it's all in asking and doing and being ready. If you get rejected, it's 
not you, it's them. (laughs) Right. Well, it comes down to that that old quote, right? Like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. So you at least got to try. Yeah. Cool. That's a good way to, good way to wrap things up. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on the show, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to chat with you over the last hour or so. Um, Super excited to see what's coming out uh, from your from you as a content creator. Super excited to see what's coming out from Hoyt. Um, if you Very want exciting. to follow Chris, you can find him on Instagram. Uh, if you want his uh, real talk and uh, tea spilling, that's the best place to go. Uh, you can find him at Yeah That Person on Instagram. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram. We are at Electric Skatecast. Uh, you can follow myself. I'm at jgrangr, and you can follow Terminal X at official Terminal X. Um, Chris, until thanks once again. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. My pleasure. Um, it was great being here and just just talking with you guys and talking about life and skateboarding. Love it. All right. Until next time, this is Electric Skate Cast signing out.